Hey, hey we're, we're the, the crew twins. twins. I'm Amber. I am filling in for Sam tonight. I am Hannah. And welcome to our podcast. Woo. Woo. Um, so today we are going to talk about anxiety and depression, which we've both been diagnosed with. I don't take any kind of medication for it. I do. I'm on two different prescriptions for it. I'm on one for my anxiety and one for my depression. Because otherwise, I'd probably jump off a bridge by now. <laughs> See, with me and my immediate family, we were brought up not to take anything. So when I was diagnosed probably 10 years ago, they, my doctor wanted me to go on medication. But I said, no, I refuse. So there's some days that are really bad. My anxiety is horrible. My depression's not as bad as my anxiety, but there are days where I don't want to get out of bed and I'm super tired and I I just don't want to live anymore, but I guess I'm so used to it now that I guess it doesn't really phase me as much. I still go on about my day. Um, some days are harder than other others, but I guess I don't let it affect me so much. I mean, there's some days I wish I would have started taking medication, but I feel like nowadays that anxiety and depression is... It's like a trend. It's like, yeah, it's so common now compared to like when I was diagnosed even 10 years ago. That it's like everyone's on it. And I just like, I don't know, there's still that stigma about being diagnosed with anxiety or depression or whatever. Yeah, most people don't see it as a real illness. Like yeah. It really is. Like, oh, you'll get over it, whatever, move on. But there are some days that are really bad and like i'm just i mean i can tell that i'm really depressed and like i'm not happy i don't want to live anymore i i don't want to do anything i don't want to deal with people but with my job i have to deal with people so it's just like yeah i guess i have that little bit of motivation thankfully because of my son that i have to remind myself like i kind of do it for him just because He's, like, something positive in my life that I can be, like, okay, I can do this. I can get through the day. Yeah, you have something to look forward to. Yeah. And it's, like, and he needs me around to kind of, to be here, you know. To be his mom. Yeah. So that's kind of nice that I have that kind of motivation to help me get through it. And I thought about going on medication because of the bad days. But then, like, once those, like, kind of bad days are behind me for a little while... I'm like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? Like, I'm, I was crazy for thinking that I needed to go on medication kind of a thing. And like you just said, her immediate family, um, you know, they didn't really, I guess, believe in medication either. When there was a problem, especially when it came down to mental health problems, you know, pretty much our whole family really wasn't, you know, oh, you have a brain problem? Great, get the fuck over it. Pretty but, much, yeah. I, growing up as a child, I had, still do, have juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, so I needed my medication, and it was a little bit more open for me to be like, yeah, I need medication in order to survive. I need this. And then when they gave me the results saying that, yes, you are clinically depressed, you are, you have clinical anxiety... It was like, okay, well, how can I fix this? And they put me on the medication. We found the right balance. And that's what I've been on. 
But when I mention it to <coughs> Amber's mom, my aunt, who I classify as my mom, um, or even Amber's dad, it's just like, well, it's, get over it. You don't have anything to really... Right. It's not anything to worry about. You'll be fine tomorrow, or it's just a phase, or... In reality, it's not. It really does tear you down. Because sometimes, like, you'll just wake up and you're like, why the hell am I so sad? I don't have anything to be sad about kind of a thing. So, it's like... And then you, you know, then you have all these thoughts that are going through your head of why the hell am I so sad? I don't have any reason to be sad. And then, like, you know, and it's just like a daily cycle of just so many different thoughts and stuff going through your head, which is probably the anxiety because they usually come, you know, go side by side. If you have one more powerful than the other. Yeah. Like with my anxiety, it's like a daily struggle sometimes just to get through because I have a million thoughts going through my head and it's usually negative thoughts and it's stuff that you usually don't have, you know, that you shouldn't worry about. I think a lot of it (coughs) for us anyways was how we grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly with our grandfather, you know, women aren't anything, they belong in the kitchen, which is a generation thing, but that's how we grew up. We really weren't anything. We could never be as good as the guys were, and we just kind of saw from a young age, it was, we weren't anything. Right. And then Amber growing up, I know that her parents were very strict on you know, grades and that, you know, if they came home with a C, it was like the end of the world. Well, even a B someday. Yeah, some days, depending on the subject they were in, if a B, it was the end of the world. But with my family, it was, oh, you had a C, at least you're passing. Yeah. And I think childhood and, like, your environment and stuff has a lot to deal with, especially anxiety, um, I think part of the reason with like anxiety and especially depression is because of social media and everything nowadays. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's. But nowadays people need to not take so many things. Yeah. You know, just like the old saying, take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. Don't which take is it so hard. Serious. Which is so hard for me because, like, someone could just say something, like, you know, nice shirt. And I'd be like, what's wrong with my shirt? Yeah, is it What's really wrong nice with shirt? it? Is it nice? Is it not? Are you just being that, you know, saying that to my face? To be Are like, you being a Regina George and telling me to my face? <laughs> or, and then as soon as I turn my back, it's be like, oh. So it's, it's like lovely. one little easy statement can turn into something so negative so quick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then you've got all these thoughts going through your head. And it's like, why am I worrying about this? I mean, over the years, I've gotten better, like, learning how to control my anxiety and depression and, like... Just learning how to deal with it on a daily basis. And my poor husband has to deal with it. Because there will be some days, like, I'll just burst into tears for no reason. And he's like, why are you sad? And I'm like, I have no idea why I'm so sad. Why I feel so down. But I just am. Like, there's days I don't even want to leave my room. I just want to sit there and just pretty much mope. And I have no reason to. It's just, I mean, it could be the sunniest, warmest day. And if I'm, like, if my depression is in, like, high gear... I just want to stay and clo- be closed mm-hmm. off and like I don't want to do anything. Yeah, and I think your anxiety trumps your depression, but I'm the opposite. My depression trumps my anxiety because my anxiety medication I'm on is only as needed. So when I start having an anxiety or panic attack, I have to take one. I take two because one no longer works because they're like five milligrams. 
Yeah. So take 10. But yeah, my anxiety to... is definitely way worse than my depression. Like, my depression, like, it's always kind of there, but there's some days that are worse than others. My anxiety is with me constantly. Yep. Like, it never I, goes away. No. And it's so hard to deal with because it's like, I always go to the negative. I always think the negative, even though it could be not, you know, I couldn't. It could be something that's not even worth your time, mm-hmm. but the smallest things will get me for and yeah. for no reason. And then sometimes that anxiety kicks in and then I get like depressed. I think mine, my depression um, definitely dates back to when I was a kid and listening to my parents yell. And so now it's like as soon as somebody raises their voice slightly at me, it's not so bad now, but... It used to be, but they'd raise their voice just slightly, and I'm like, oh, God, they're yelling at me. What have I done wrong? You know, I want to, you know, what have I done? I'm I'm a horrible person. And it's like and... the whole perfectionist thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you're never going to be perfect, and then you get anxiety from it, and you're just like, even though in your mind you know that you're not going to be perfect, there's still like that voice in your head that is always there, and it's like... It just feeds off of everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh my God. And uh, back in high school, I know for both of us, one just, hey, what's up? Uh, wasn't that long ago I got out. But I have a, not so much attempted, but I did find an outlet for it. And I was cutting my wrist. It was never as bad as most people's are where you can really see a lot of their scars. You know, they're raised, they're thick. Mine were just enough to where some blood came out, but not enough where it'd be noticeable while I went to school and whatever else. I started cutting when I was 12 because I would rather feel physical pain than to feel emotional pain. Like emotional, which is so, you know, weird because our family isn't that emotional. And I think we've said that before, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to be emotional. So what do we go to? We go to physical. Mm -hmm. Um... So I do have massive scars on my arm and then especially my left arm and then on my on my thighs too, which I have tattoos covering most of my scars on my arm and I did that on purpose because I don't want people like I'm okay to talk about it now because I haven't done it actually when I found out I was pregnant with my son and he's nine. So it's been nine years that I, I haven't cut. So um I it's mean actually over nine because you gotta put the 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 pregnancy in yeah there. <laughs> so I I mean I'm okay to talk about it now like I was really embarrassed by it for a long time and then I just am like you know what it's something that I learned from um so it was something dumb but that's the only way that I knew at that time how to and there are get some, out of there are some people like Amber where they want to cover it up but then there's other people that really want to embrace it like Yes, this is what I've done, but it's not who I am. Right. And for mainly, definitely out of our family, me and Amber, for tattoos is one of our now ways to yeah. deal with our anxiety or depression. It's like, great, I feel really shitty. Let's go get a tattoo. <laughs> Pretty because much. Because then we get that pain, but we get something beautiful out of it that... And our tattoos always have a story behind. They're not... We don't get tattoos that don't have a meaning. Not to hate on anyone, but the people, you know, random person that just goes gets a random rose on their body just because it's pretty. Yeah. Like, we actually have stories behind each of our tattoos, and it's kind of describing our life and how much we've 
grown as you know as individuals and how far we've come so it has a story of our life pretty much behind and I mean you can still see my scars especially a, a couple definitely the one that's on the top of your anchor that's the one I always see yet. yeah um and I know before, I mean, I know people have noticed them and like they're, it's kind of like a stigma thing too, where you don't yeah. really want, like, you know what obviously the scars are because even like in high school and stuff, and I don't know how my family and friends didn't really notice is, I mean, I do wear a lot of sweatshirts and I love sweatshirts, but then like in the summertime when it's really hot out, mm -hmm. I would be wearing a sweatshirt or I would wrap my arm when I was at work. Yeah. Like how can and you not no tell that something? Yeah. But then again, when you wrapped it. Cause I, I did that too. I'm like, oh, my cat got to me really bad last night, so I just had it wrapped up. No, you just come up with some excuse because, and I hate the people that are like, oh, it's for attention. No, it's not. It's a way for us because emotional pain is so much harder to deal with than it is physical because you know physical, it subsides and it goes away, but the emotional pain is always there yeah. and it doesn't go away. And it's a constant every day. Some days it's, you know, on that back burner, but it's still there. But then there's other days where it's right up in your face. Like, you're not going to go do anything. You're, we're going to sit here. We're just going to mope and we're not going to even move. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, I don't know. Like the whole anxiety, depression thing is, it's kind of a taboo topic even nowadays. And and I feel like sometimes, like, everyone uses that excuse, and it's like, you don't know who really is and who really isn't, and I feel like sometimes stuff is over-prescribed because someone says that they, you know, they feel depressed or they feel this, and I'm not knocking anyone mm -hmm. that thinks they are, like, definitely, you know, if you're having certain feelings or whatever, definitely go in and, you know, talk to a medical professional. Yes. Um, But I think sometimes it's overused, and I think that's oh, why a lot definitely. of people are kind of like, oh yeah, really? Like, come on now. But it's just, and that's part of the reason I don't think I go on medication for it because of that stigma. And then I, like, I don't want people to think that I'm using that as an escape when I've been dealing with it since I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was, I just going to say, I was going to say something. And I didn't tell anyone that I got diagnosed with it up until like probably four or five years ago. Like, I kept it. Because I'm, like, people will tell you, like, oh, she's so happy. She's so friendly. She's outgoing, like, when I'm at work or even when I was in school. But honestly, I think most people that are depressed and have anxiety are that way. Yeah. Because they, you have to put a good show on because otherwise it's, like, people are going to be, like, what the hell is your problem? And you don't always know what is going on. So that's why you definitely go and put that face on because it's, like, I really don't know. So I just have to kind of fake it till I make it. At least till I'm back in my own home. I mean, there are some days like I go to work and I am really down and and or my anxiety is really getting to me and I still try to be like that happy person, but some days it's just too overpowering mm -hmm. that I'm just you know, people will be like, Well, what's wrong? You're not your normal self. Well, this is my normal self. It's just that normally I'm hiding my my true yeah. self. So you know, there's just some days that I just can't win. So But I will say that I like you said, I don't like the people where they're like, oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, I'm so, so depressed. And do it more for attention. That's why anytime I talk about it, it's always, 
I'm clinically depressed or I have clinical anxiety because I have been diagnosed with it and I know what it feels like and Amber knows what it feels like but the people are like, oh no, I know I'm depressed. No, you don't. Go to a medical professional, get it actually figured out because some days you could be yet yeah, really down but it might only be maybe once every six months. And I didn't want to go in and like talk to my doctor about it. And then a girl I worked with, not at the place I work now, but she kind of had said to me, like, you know, maybe you need... Because she had gotten um, medication, a low dose, um, after she had her baby. Um, and so she had recommended me going, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she's like, well, obviously you're not. Because I did talk to her about, you know, certain things that I was feeling and certain things that like thoughts that were going through my mind that were not great so then finally I did go in and I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression um I know they recommend a strongly medication but it's just being in my early 30s it's it's hard for me to change my mindset I mean I'm working on it and sometimes I do almost talk myself into it but then it's just like I always back out because of you know family or whatever like they're well, the thing Their is voices that, are in my head. Yeah, you know, and the thing and... Is, is that, like, I mentioned it once at mom and dad's, and I haven't mentioned it since. So they don't even know if I'm still on the medication. I just kind of, the only ones that really know that I'm on my medication are my friends, and then Sam and Amber, and then my boyfriend. They're really the only ones that know. Otherwise, I don't really tell anyone because it's not really any of their business to know. As long as, at the end of the day... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm safe and maybe not the happiest, but at least somewhat happy or, you know, whatever. At least I know that tomorrow is a new day. And you know what? I'm actually going to start a hashtag for our podcast. Go onto our Twitter and type hashtag one day at a time and tell us one thing that goes through your mind at least daily. Yeah, and you can reach out and ask us any questions either on our Instagram or Twitter. If you have questions about anxiety, depression, we'll be happy to have a conversation. Um, I know we're not really experts on it, but you know we are here for anyone that's having certain feelings or feeling down or feeling anxiety. Um, because we know that feeling and sometimes you just feel so alone and we want you to know that you're not alone. We are here. We are here. And because I guess I wish I would have had someone to talk to about it and not kept it a secret for so long. Um, I wish I had someone to like sit here and have a conversation with. And if I had questions that someone would have, you know, within my family or friends, talk about it. And I feel like it's not a topic like when I was growing up that we really discussed too much. And when I said go on our Twitter, um, I know I didn't give the name. It's at twins underscore true. And the one thing that goes through your mind, it doesn't have to be sad. It can be anything you want, whether it's, oh my God, my cat's so cute, or today was a really bad day, or why are people so slow at driving? It can literally be anything. Just tweet it at us and, you know, give us a follow. And if there is something more serious where you don't want to tweet it at us or you don't want to put it on our Instagram, message us. We're more than happy. And our Instagram is... Brunner Twins 88 that and you can always direct message or whatever too. And we are so happy to 
connect with any of our followers. We know we have some from Canada, from the United States, and from... Denmark. Denmark, which is awesome. Hell yeah. Aren't we... Don't we have uh, Denmark in our blood? I don't know. I think I do. I think it's faint, though. In my mom's head. Probably. I don't know. But yeah, we're willing to connect with with our listeners and our you know people that follow our journey and whatever because we're by far we're not perfect and we probably would have done things a little bit differently um but obviously it's in the past so it's done and over with but I wish I would have asked for help a lot sooner than what I did um I guess my cats helped me with my anxiety I have four by the way which drives my husband crazy and we have one dog Maybe not so much the dog because she has anxiety. She has anxiety too. She has social anxiety. She yeah, she has social anxiety. She's a pit bull. Purebred. Purebred she's pit. She's so cute and she's so loving. And she's probably way too loving, and she needs all the attention. But for a long time, she couldn't be left home alone by herself because she got anxiety so bad, um, and she would actually oh, break out of our other house. Other dog had that. Bubba. Yeah. Bubba had separation anxiety from you. Yeah. So you know even. Animals can have anxiety as well. Um, but I guess, and how do we really cope with it? I mean, I do my cats. Um, I have my cats. I, I read. I smoke. If you hear anything, it's the dog attacking my leg. Because we said her name and now she's way too excited. Because, you know, she doesn't dog. get attention at yeah, all. She's so deprived. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I always, like, I'll read a book. Um, I will, sometimes I just have to sit alone and I listen to a lot of music, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of different kinds of music. It's like therapy for me. So sometimes I just have to sit by myself, um, and listen to music or I'll put my headphones in and listen to music. Um, that's kind of a way that I, I cope with it. And like sometimes Hannah and I will just have a conversation about how we're feeling just to kind of get it off our chest. Um, sometimes that makes it feel better as well. I mean, of course, medication as well. If it's actually if it's, needed. If it's needed and if it's prescribed by a doctor, if your doctor says that they recommend you go on it. Um, I don't know one way is, yeah, I have cats as well. I have two. I just recently got one for Christmas, so I have a kitten, which really does help. But it's just nice to note that I'm not, I think the reason why I like my animals is because I know I'm not alone, at least physically. So it's nice, but then I also... Because you want to be around someone, but you don't want to be around people. But yeah, yeah that's I don't why... like people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also my smoking helps, which is an unhealthy habit, which you can go Anxiety. Bad habit. Yeah, if you go to my bad habits one. <laughs> but smoking definitely helps. Um... I don't know. Every now and again, like Amber said, music. I kind of get just get lost in YouTube and just... Zone out. Zone out and not deal with Because you want something that takes your mind off of, mm-hmm. off of everything. Because, especially in today's society, everything is so fucking negative. Yes. That it's just like it amps up your anxiety and your depression and stuff. And it's just like you need something, whether it's meditation, yoga, whatever. I reading. also do go to therapy. Um... I supposed to go twice a week or twice a month, but my insurance got canceled, so I have to remake my appointments. I don't go to therapy. I probably should, but I think you'd kill your therapist. 
Yeah. Well, for me, though, like, for therapy, it's hard for me to talk about my issues. So, and to, to admit my issues, like, my anxiety and depression is usually really hard, especially to a stranger. Even that's usually the best people to talk to is strangers. Yes, I agree um, Because that. they're kind of just neutral about it. They don't really know you or know... Yeah. They I can't be one-sided. Yeah. And that's, like, almost with anything. It's nice to ask, you know, maybe not so much a stranger, but, like, I mean, obviously your therapist when you first meet them are a stranger, but just even when it comes down to new people, it's like, oh, well, what's your opinion on this? Yeah. And you're getting it. It's that third party without them being involved in any way. And it's like, okay, it's a little bit more of an eye-opener. Yeah, because you know, like, that's say. the thing, though, is, like, when we talk, try to talk to a family about it, it's just, like, they don't, they want to give you their opinion. But if you don't follow their opinion, then you're wrong. Yeah. Or, like you said earlier, something's not, it's not really wrong with you. Um, that word just crazy. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that word. Or a psycho or whatever, and it, it's just, like. No, there's actually something really wrong with me. I hate it. I'm not making. Yeah, it's just a phase. Or like you said, it's just for attention. It's like no, like you know yourself. You know how you're feeling. If you have certain feelings, you need to you know, talk to someone about it and get help. And you have to find that person that you are comfortable with. And when I was younger, um, me and Sam were actually very close. But now as I've gotten older, I realize that... FYI, she's the bitchy one. <laughs> Sam is. Now. Fuck you, Sam. No. No, she's sick. We gotta try to be nice to her. Ugh. Sometimes it's hard, but... <laughs> like I said, when we were, I was younger, when we were all younger... Don't mind the cats. They're arguing who gets to sit on the fridge. Um... But I gravitated more towards Sam. But now as I've gotten older, I gravitate more towards Amber. She realized who the cool one was. <laughs> it's easier to... Because Sam... And she... I don't know if she'll admit it. And even if she's listening, hey, what's up, Sam? Cause we miss you, sort of. We kind of miss you. But... Okay, no, we do miss you. We wish you were here. But you are a mini mom. And Amber is a mini dad. Yes. And... She takes after mom, so when we kind of talk about it sometimes, it's just, like, she'll kind of take mom's point of view on it. Like, oh, it's not really anything to worry about. We'll have to do another episode with you saying the differences between Sam and I. Oh, God. And then we'll talk about you, too. First, we'll have to do a personality thing. Oh, God. (laughs) It's going to be fun. But I think we, now that we know how to deal with our anxiety and depression, I think we have gotten happier. I mean, it's always a work in progress, and it always will be for the rest of our lives. But I think we know how to, like, manage it and deal with it, that we are getting to be happier adults. Um, So that's always a positive as well. And you have to try to look at positive, because if you look at negative, you're going to go down that wormhole, and it's never a good thing. Yeah, but as I was trying to say for Sorry, I always cut her off, I'm sorry. Always, since I was young. I've now learned to gravitate more towards Amber because she's a lot more open with me and doesn't hide anything from me. And I feel like I can actually really trust her more than I can trust Sam anymore. When I actually uh, came out as bisexual, I told Amber first. 
and she was just kind of gave me like a weird look because it's not something that normally happens in our family, actually at all. We have a les a lot. Well, yeah, we but have anyway, our aunt, yeah. but she didn't come out until she was, what, 50? Yeah. I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> That's a long time to be in the closet. Um, but I started realizing that I could open up to Amber, and she was actually the one that I talked to. And I Like, know... I seem heartless, but I'm, like, oh, actually... Yeah. She seems like a fucking heartless bitch. But I actually have, like, a really big heart, and I'm willing to help everyone. Just make sure you get tequila in her, and she'll open up real, real easy. <laughs> yeah, apparently I cry. Another, another, uh, not the podcast. <laughs> Let's get us all trashed on tequila and see how that turns out. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, people do say... I think it's because I always seem so guarded, and maybe it's because I'm really honest, too, which is another thing, getting... Sorry, getting off a topic, but what can I say? That happens. That's our family. That I hate when I'm like I hate when people think that I'm a liar or I'm two faced because that is completely not who I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I try not to say the truth to someone's face because they might not take it very well. Um, so I just kind of keep certain comments to myself unless the, the timing is right. But it's just like I'm never. If someone asks me a question, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But I, mean, I just am kind of cautious with certain people because i know some people don't like the honesty very much <laughs> some people just can't handle the truth right. which i was one of those people when i was younger she would tell me something and i'm like oh my god i don't like this like what am i doing wrong and then as i've kind of grown now we just give each other our opinion and it's either we take it or we leave it and then we leave everything in the past and we just let it go yeah. Because, you know, us. she's young yet. I mean, I just take my experience <laughs> because I had a fucked up time in my early 20s. I would never go back. That, like, I'm just going to say this This happened to me, which we'll probably do in another episode. But briefly, you know, like, I just tell her, like, hey, this is my opinion on it. You know, you're an adult. You're going to take it how you want it. You're either going to, you know, take the advice or not, which is fine. And then we just move on, like Hannah mm -hmm. said. So it's kind of nice to have that relationship because a lot of the times, especially with like, it ties in with anxiety though, because when someone tells you something, you almost shut off because you have a million and one thoughts. Like you hear that yeah. one comment and it's just like a million and one thoughts go through your head and they're always negative. And it's just like, and then you go down that freaking wormhole. And I think another reason why we go negative, at least in our family. Because everyone fucking points out the negative. Well, never positive. That. Well, yeah, going along the lines of that. But it's always, okay, if we think on the negative side, at least that is something positive comes out of it. At least more positive than what we're thinking. Yeah. Like, we could go on the doctor and just have, you know, a regular exam done. Thinking that, okay, we're going to get told that we're going to die. Yeah. Going to worst possible scenario, and then all of a sudden be like, oh no, you Well, just... that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, oh no, you just have a tumor. We just need to remove it. Great. Or, or a cyst. Yeah, See, or she cyst. still went too See, I still went fucking bad. <laughs> but some tumors are easy to remove. And yeah. You have a tumor on your hip. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it's always something with negativity. Like, you just got to try to be positive kind of a thing. And that's a big one when you, you know, I know it's hard. Don't get me wrong when you're dealing with anxiety and depression, but um, you just got to take, pretty much you have to take a day at a time. One day at a time. And, and just kind of live your life. And if you need to seek help, definitely seek help. 
Um, that's what the professionals are there for. If you want to reach out to us, you don't know how to get started or afraid to, you know, definitely reach out to us. Like we said before, we're definitely here. Um, we're willing to listen. Um, we're willing to help in any way that we possibly can. Don't mind Hannah's fucking phone that keeps going off. I'm trying to be all nice and sincere here. She's fucking up with her damn phone. Sorry. <laughs> people that want to hang out. She thinks she's so popular. I have one person that wants to <laughs> hang out. And I know that we like joke and kid, but that's kind of our another way that we deal we with cope. it too yeah. is we we try to make light of certain situations um, because we don't know how else to really deal because otherwise we go the opposite. We go into like a dark place. So we try to find the humor in life in certain situations, which we've learned over the last few years as well, is that you can't take everything too seriously um, because then we'll, we'll revert back and then, we'll, you know, our anxiety and depression will really get to us. And then, it, like I said before, it'll go really dark and, you know, you don't want that to happen. And I so. think most of the time when ours really, mostly our anxiety for both of us is when we're around... A lot of people. Not even a people. <laughs> um... People. Our family. Family is the worst. Family for us is the worst. We, Which... lo we love our family and we would go to the ends of the world for them. But, you know, and if anyone, you know, picks on our family, it's like, no, that you We're the first ones to defend them. But they're also mm -hmm. the most stressful and we also hate them on the same level. We love them, but we don't always like them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Which I think is true for a lot of families, though. Like, you love them, but you don't always like them because, like, they're the most critical. Sorry about my phone. If you could hear it. <laughs> I always say, welcome to our chaos. This is our life. It's unfiltered for a reason. It's yep. not just language. It's also background noise. <laughs> we try to keep it real and raw and unfiltered as possible. So, yeah. Well, I think that should be probably all for this episode i think so so you know like we said before if you need any help if you you know if you want to talk to us reach out to us our instagram is um runner twins 88 and what's our twitter oh our twitter is at twins underscore true yeah i always get that backwards sorry hannah takes care of the twitter you know those young kids <laughs> Okay, it was supposed to be twins underscore crude, but I used the voice to text and it picked up true, and I can't change it. So, yeah, so, so at BrunnerTwins88 for Instagram. And at twins underscore true. All right, and we will, I guess, I was going to say see you in the next one, but. <laughs> we will yeah. talk at you later. Yes, we'll catch you on the next one, guys. We hope you have a good day, night evening morning wherever you are whenever we'll, you're listening to this yeah and we're looking forward to the next episode so stay tuned for that we'll catch you later bye y'all bye guys